2: afa at the core rick green america's constitution coach with you this afternoon phone number to call is 888-589-8840 if you'd like to participate in the program this afternoon we welcome your calls your comments your insults your questions whatever you got we will take it here on afa at the core and as i jump into our first topic of the day i just want to remind everybody keep your joy about you You know, we got to remember that, count it all joy when you experience various trials. So as I talk about some of these topics today, don't get down, don't get depressed, don't check out, don't say, oh, it's all over. Don't be like some of my friends, it's all over, Rick, grab your guns and canned food, go hide out at the ranch. No, we're not doing that. Now have your guns, have your canned food, and definitely have the ranch, but this is no time to check out. So be encouraged, be engaged, and be joyful. Count it all joy. When we experience various trials, I know that's hard. I know, especially when it's personal, right? When it's physical, you got a health issue going on, or you got a relationship issue going on, or you know, financial business is bad, or whatever it might be. I I I know I've been there, and it's hard to be joyful in those times. But but we're actually, you know, if we if we step back and and we can look at that individual issue or even a national issue, like we're going to talk about this afternoon. If we can look at it in the context of history, if we can do our best to look at that from a biblical perspective from a God perspective and know that he's got it man he's got us in his hands, and that our our faith our our uh, our confidence is not in the world. It's not in a political solution. I'm not at all saying to ignore political solutions. You, guys, if you listen to the program, you know that's what I talk about, right? That's what I've, you know, dedicated my life to. It's where God's using us as as a family, and uh, so we're very involved in all of those political things. But we don't put our hope in those things, and therefore our joy is not based on those things. So our joy is not based on who's in the White House or what's going on at the border or who's in our in our governor's mansion or who wins the legislature. Our joy is based on whose we are not where we are or what's happening at the moment. And so keep that in mind. Keep your joy about you. As I try to say to people that aren't believers, they don't get it, they don't understand, but we could actually be joyful as believers even when we're righteously angry, even when we're responding, even when we're in the heat of the battle, and that is only possible because of what our Savior does for us, so keep your joy today, even as I share some of these these stories with you with with you. So let's let's dive in. Let's uh, let's start with the border. I mean, that is uh, that's definitely the I think probably the most important subject we could talk about today, uh, based on the flood literally invasion that is happening at our border. And and when I, even when I use those terms, that is a term of art. That is a constitutional term that I'm using. And uh, and even as I talk about the border and I talk about the dangers of what what's happening, some people will hear that and they'll think, "Oh, Rick, you're against the downtrodden. Oh, Rick, you're against Hispanics. Oh, Rick, you're against whatever." They'll come up with a. Some- it's not that at all. Uh, you know, listen, I mean, first of all, I think we should do everything we can to serve those in need, to 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 look for ways to uh, donate, to volunteer, to be involved in all that, whether it's someone that has has uh, ended up here in our nation, legally or illegally, or it's someone down the street or it's the homeless, and all of that. We should be involved in all of those things. This is not about the personal story of someone that is in need. If I lived in another nation, Certainly, a lot of these uh, nations where socialism has dominated that country and destroyed that country, I would want to come to America. I would be looking for ways to get to America. It's part of why the left's you know narrative of, uh, of cultural Marxism that America is evil and awful and, and and racist and all that doesn't make any sense when you say, are people trying to get in? Are people trying to get out? And clearly, they're trying to get into America in droves, in by the millions. Because it's still the greatest place on this planet to live, to work, to raise your family. Uh, With all of our problems that we're facing as a nation, we are still the greatest, most powerful, most free, wealthiest, most benevolent nation in the history of the world. So, of course, people want to come here. People from all over the planet want to live in that kind of a nation and live in that kind of a a freedom. So this is not a new issue that people would want to come here. Nor do we wish that no one would come here. I'm certainly not one of those people. I think it ought to be a thousand times easier to come to the United States legally, as long as we know who you are and, and, and where you're going and you go through, through some sort of vetting process. And we know you're coming here to work and contribute and, and, and raise your family and be a part of the American culture that you want to assimilate, not come here and, and keep your national uh, commitments and and. and um, uh, uh what's the word I'm looking for anyway you're 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 being more uh, beholden to your former nation than to your nation here you know as long as you want to come here and and either come here temporarily and work uh, or you want to come here uh, and actually be a citizen and assimilate to this country, we want you absolutely want you, we need you. What we don't want and what we don't need are for people to come here illegally and then we don't know who they are. And we don't know where they are, and we don't know whether or not they are coming here for a good purpose or a bad purpose. So I pre- all of that to to preface what's happening right now with the Supreme Court intervening on the expiration of Title Forty Two. I want to make sure you hear me. You know, we are not anti-immigrant at all. We love immigration and love immigrants. We love love people that want to bring their families here and and and, and want to be a part of of our American culture, the good side of our American culture, and uh, and 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 want to. Uh, be able to raise their children in freedom and and peace and all, all of those things. That's a good thing. That's a very good thing. What we are against is these cartels being the ones to decide who comes into America rather than America deciding who comes into America. And right now at our border, it is dominated and controlled by some of the most evil people alive today. They are the Nazis of today. So, if you think of when you think of history and you try to think of the most evil people to ever exist, uh, most people immediately think of the Nazis and the and, and the and the and the murdering and 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 trying to wipe out the entire Jewish people and and literally wiping out almost half of the of the Jewish population on the planet at the time. So, the Nazis were were probably the most evil, certainly of of modern history. And 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 so today, though, it's the cartels. These people are evil, the things they do, the murders that they commit, the the horrific child sex trafficking and the rape trees and all of the horrific things that are happening on the border and inside our border because of these cartels, we can't even talk about. We can't even describe on this program. It would not be fitting uh, for family programming. So it is a horrific situation at the border, and everything that is happening at that border is laid at the feet. Of Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. Now, you may think that's a that's an exaggeration. But when they came into office, there was there had been the greatest improvements on the border of my lifetime because of the border wall being built, because of the, the remain in Mexico policy, because of the things that the previous administration had done. We had drastically improved the situation. We had we had pushed cart- the cartels away. We had been able to at least have a handle on it. And the number of people that were coming in, we were able to deal with. We didn't have the, the, the overrun situation that we're dealing with now. Day one, Joe Biden gets rid of the policies that had been working, completely wipes them out, and sends a signal to the entire world, our border is open, come across as many as you want, and by the way, cartels, you're in charge." And that's essentially what uh, the, the the policies of the Biden administration did, and so now we've had you know we say on paper five and a half to six million that have come across illegally. We know of at least a million gotaways that that are people we saw on 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 you know infrared or whatever come across, but we don't know who they are or where they went. Uh, I I am I am told that that uh, from people on the border that it could be as high as fifteen or twenty million that have come in in just two years, folks. And so that's the situation. It's an absolute disaster. The amount of fentanyl that's coming across the border is killing. It's the, it's the biggest killer in America now. And all of this on Joe Biden's watch and with his blessing. And so his uh, appointed czar for the border has been Kamala Harris, who has been down one time and really didn't go see anything uh, uh, of the horrific uh, uh, humanitarian crisis that's happening there. And so she announces yesterday on uh, in her NPR interview that it's the Republicans' fault. <laughs> the Republicans in Congress are responsible for the border crisis. You can't make this stuff up. I mean, these people have no qualms about lying through their teeth and and gaslighting the entire nation. So here's an administration that has created this the worst humanitarian crisis in American history, and yet they have the nerve to do a national interview and blame Republicans. And then say, get this, these are her words, quote, the border is secure. I, 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 I don't even know how a person can say this stuff and not crack up. I mean, where's her little cackle laugh whenever she's lying through her teeth like this? She says, she says, the border is secure, but we also have a broken immigration system, in particular, over the last four years before we came in. So so she's going to you know blame Donald Trump, of course. Everything's about blame Trump. Uh, And and she was actually asked, I mean, Chuck Todd typically does not challenge Democrats. He only challenges Republicans. But he uh, he apparently uh, actually said um, if she was confident that the border secure as millions of people were set to cross the country into the country illegally for the first time ever. So millions set. I mean, they've already crossed uh, and and millions more are set. And here's her response. Quote, we have a secure border in that that is a priority for any nation, including ours and our administration. Wait, what? We have a secure border because it's a priority, not because we're actually securing the border, not because we've put policies in place to secure the border, ignoring the fact that we have put policies in place to actually unsecure the border and make it as insecure as possible and allow for as many people as possible. That's her definition of we have a secure border. It's it's, it's unbelievable, folks. The, 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 this is the most incompetent presidential administration in the history of our country, without a doubt, but I think also the most purposely destructive of the American culture and our nation just no question about it now thankfully thankfully the Supreme Court has intervened on this title 42 thing and uh, by the way phone number today 888-589-8840 that's 888-589-8840 if you've got a comment question insult whatever you got bring it on uh, but I, I I I can't believe I'm thankful for Supreme Court intervention here. But I am. I mean, this is this is a scenario where uh, it was absolutely necessary for the Supreme Court to step in. Um, here's the thing. Let me give the background then before we get a break, and we'll talk more about it when, when we come back. So Title 42 was was a was a restriction on the border based on the COVID 19 pandemic. Okay. Now D- Donald Trump initially invoked this in March of 2020, and and what it did from a practical perspective is it just gave. Border Patrol and the United States, a, a, a an easier way to say, no, you can't come in. OK, so we were able to turn away a ton of folks. So so imagine this, five and a half million to six million have come in in the last two years, even with Title 42 in place. So imagine, I mean, and, and and they're planning for it. They've gathered at the border. There are thousands and thousands and thousands waiting to come across on Wednesday when Title 42 is lifted by the Biden administration. So title 42 in my opinion should not be the tool used to to make it harder to come across the border but it is the tool that, that was at uh President Biden's finger uh, President Trump's fingertips and so that's what he used and uh, for the first 2 years of the Biden administration was still used by <clears throat> the federal government and 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 it and it's based on on COVID-19 now as long as President Biden continues to issue emergency orders under COVID-19, then Title 42 absolutely should continue to be used. If you're going to use the you know COVID-19, COVID stand, overreaction, government controls on the American people, then you absolutely should still use it at the border to prevent non-Americans from coming in illegally. So I'm all for keeping Title 42 in place if you're still issuing the, these pandemic emergency orders, which shouldn't be getting issued at this point. The pandemic is over, folks. It was over a long time ago. But as long as the president's going to use pandemic emergency powers to control us, the American people, then absolutely should still be used at the border. But no, not this president. He's decided that he still wants to use COVID-19 to control you, but not the people at the border. So they were trying to stop the use of Title 42, they being the Biden administration, and it was going to be lifted on Wednesday, and thankfully the Supreme Court has stepped in because the reason the, they didn't step in, what the Supreme Court did was basically said to these, I think it's 19 states that have filed suit and said, if you do this, it's massive disaster at the border. And so these states are asking for a pause on t- on Title 42 being um, being removed. And so thankfully the Supreme Court has said, okay, let's at least have a hearing on this, and so they put a pause on it. They haven't ruled they've just put a pause on it in fact it's just Chief Justice Roberts that that did this so we have a pause it's not going to happen on Wednesday so at least we have a chance in this fight to at least mitigate some of the damage at the border more on this when we come back we're going to talk long-term solutions as well the phone number 888-589-8840 we'll be talking to Bernard from Georgia when we come back you're listening to AFA at the core
3: What have you done? The voice of your brother's blood is crying to me from the ground. My name is Abraham Hamilton III, and this is the Hamilton
2: Minute. According to the World Health Organization, abortion was the leading cause of death worldwide in 2018. As of December
3: 31st, 2018, 41.9 million babies were murdered in the womb. That's more than the 8.2 million people who died from cancer, more than the 5 million who died from smoking and more than the 1.7 million who died from HIV-AIDS in 2018 globally combined. Thomas Jefferson once said, I tremble for my country when I reflect that God is just,
0: that his justice cannot sleep forever. Lord, please strengthen us to abolish this wickedness. Listen each weekday from 5 to 6 p.m. Central for The Hamilton Corner with Abraham Hamilton III. Public Policy Analyst for the American Family Association.
3: This is Raising God the Girls Minute with Patty Garibay of American Heritage Girls.
1: Sometimes our children use slang that can seemingly cause a record scratch for parents and mentors in conversation. For example, words like shook and triggered serve as cultural slang to describe a moment that caught your girl off guard or caused a fight-or-flight response in her brain. When she confides in you, avoid the gut instinct to immediately interrupt. In order to define the term you don't understand, remember, it is a blessing that your girl is opening up to you. Instead, find a pause point in the story and ask what she meant by the unknown word or phrase. Keeping a healthy, open conversation with your girl is a relationship to be treasured and cultivated with care. Even if you risk sounding antique, go the extra mile to understand her perspective by expanding your own vernacular vocabulary.
0: Want
3: to learn more? Read about empowering girls through the love of God at RaisingGodlyGirls.com.
0: And my father, your great-grandfather, fought in World War II. Really? He was a gunner on the big ship out in the Pacific Ocean. Wow. Your great-grandmother did her part, too.
3: Was she on a ship?
0: Oh, no. She stayed back home. She and a lot of her friends worked really hard in a factory, Because the men had gone off to war, and they held scrap metal drives to help in the war effort. The folks back home were heroes, too. Here at the American Family Association, we
1: consider you the heroes back home. As you fulfill your responsibility of caring for your family day to day, your partnership with us is crucial as we
0: fight the enemies of freedom in America. Thank you for your commitment to the American Family Association.
3: Grandpa, what's a scrap metal drive?
0: Let's get some cookies, and I'll tell you all about it. AFA at the
1: Core podcast are available at AFR.net. Back to AFA at the Core on American Family Radio.
2: Back here on AFA at the core, Rick Green, America's Constitution coach, with you this afternoon. We're talking about the Supreme Court intervening uh, yesterday on the Title Forty Two being lifted. And once again, quick summary: Title Forty Two allows uh, you to turn away. Some of the folks that are coming across the border based on the whole COVID stand, you know, pandemic, uh, it's, you know, not the tool that I would choose to use. I would just enforce the law, but it was the tool at Trump's disposal in March of 2020. And so it's, it's actually, you know, greatly decreased the flood, the invasion. And I use that term because that is the constitutional term. It is an invasion. 5.5 million that we know of uh, coming in in the last, uh, you know, two years, thanks to this uh, horrific president we have. In the White House. And so what what this president has decided to do, this occupier of the White House, is lift Title 42, uh, even though he's still enforcing COVID stand on the American people, but not at the border. Well, I I think it's 19 states have sued to say, no, if you do this. And and in fact, let me see if I've got the number here. It's outrageous. They're estimating that we will go from 7000 a day. In illegals crossing the border to 18,000, so not quite triple, but basically two and a half times on a daily basis if Title 42 is lifted. So it's massive, massive. It's a huge difference. The court has intervened, um, and listen, it's this isn't just conservative Republicans that are saying this is a disaster. Here's Gavin Newsom, probably the most liberal governor in the nation. And, of course, California is being overrun as well. They welcomed it. They invited it. They made themselves a sanctuary state. So they invited this, and even Gavin Newsom is saying, what we've got right now is not working. That's his quote. It's about to break in a post-42, meaning Title 42 world, unless we take some responsibility and ownership. Of course, what he wants, they've spent a billion dollars in California dealing with this over the last three years. He says that uh, to support the health and safety of migrants Meaning illegal immigrants As well as the surrounding border communities uh, We cannot continue to do this work alone So he's not wanting to change the policy He still wants all of this invasion to occur He just wants you to pay for it instead of Californians In other words, he just, he wants the, the national uh, You know, the entire nation to pay Which we are, but he's basically Wanting his state to be bailed out once again uh, Already done that a couple of times So at any rate, that's uh, You know, it's a horrific scenario Title 42 being lifted would make it You know, two and a half times worse Uh, and, and we can't handle, I'm telling you, we cannot absorb this many people. It is a disaster to the economy, a disaster to communities, the amount of fentanyl coming across, the amount of criminal element coming across. If we knew every immigrant coming across was a family wanting to make good in America, uh, you know, it it would be a, a different discussion, but it still wouldn't mean that we would ignore the law and we would allow an unlimited number to come in and not know who they are and all of those other issues. So let me summarize and then we'll go to the phones. Here's my philosophy on immigration. Okay, I think it should be—I've said it on the program, but I'm going to say it again—a thousand times easier to get to America legally. Okay, I think you, you've got horrific problems in the immigration system itself. I agree with the you know liberal members of 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 Congress and 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 the administration on that. It sh- we need to fix the immigration system, no doubt. But it should also be, and you cannot fix that side unless you also make it a thousand times harder to get into America illegally. So you have to do both. You absolutely have to do both. And and you have to start with the illegal immigration and making that first a thousand times harder to get in, and then you make it a thousand times easier to get in legally okay that's my philosophy it can be done it is not complicated Um, president trump was on his way to doing that and and accomplished a lot of that and the situation was much better but of course the biden harris administration has opened the floodgates and we are suffering the consequences and it's only going to get worse over the next two years but don't forget what i started with today even in the midst of that count it all joy when you experience various trials all right let's have some joy as we go to the phone lines first up is bernard in georgia bernard thanks so much for calling in today what's your comment or question or insult Go ahead, Bernard, hey, I can hear you out there. Uh, yes, sir.
3: Uh, is there any validity to the info we got uh, shortly after the, uh, the January 6th situation? February 6th, but anyway, uh, about Millie calling his counterpart in China.
2: Uh, no, I, I, I think he essentially admitted uh, to that. So, yeah, I, I don't think there was uh, – somebody correct me if, I, if I'm wrong, but if, as I recall, he completely admitted that he made those phone calls, uh, which – you know, uh, he should be on trial uh, for 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 that. I, I mean, he undermined uh, the president absolutely in, in doing that. But now that's been two years. That's my recollection of it. Uh, but nothing was done. Absolutely nothing was done. Does that make sense? I think I lost you there. Bernard, great question, man. All right. Uh, second up is Daryl in Colorado. Calling from I used to say the great state of Colorado. I'm not sure. Colorado, man, you guys are a mess out there. Uh, but we're still working hard to help you. We do Patriot Academy in Colorado now. We have a Leadership Congress there at Colorado Christian University, and uh, and I think I'm headed out there to speak for the uh, Colorado homeschoolers on their um, on their Capital Day. So we're standing with you anyway. Daryl, go ahead, brother.
3: Hey, old Rick. Uh, joy to the world. Amen. Um, My question is, or my comment is, maybe we should focus our attention on going after those that are not enforcing the law as opposed to trying to go after people getting here illegally.
2: Uh, Meaning, let me make sure I understand what you're saying. You're saying make sure that we're going after those who are not enforcing the law. So do you mean uh, the government itself not enforcing the law at the border uh, employers that are not enforcing the law, by, by hiring without requirements, Wh- which which area of that are you are you talking about?
3: I'm talking about the government. Why yeah. don't we focus our attention on those people that are not enforcing their job duties? Really?
2: Yeah. Yeah, I know. I, I I think that's. I mean, that's essentially what I'm ranting about. I, you've got uh, the the federal government completely falling down on the job. Mayorkas should be impeached uh, for not uh, securing our border for for allowing. Um, the, the, the this invasion to occur. I think I think the House Republicans will be impeaching him before it's over. Uh, you know, obviously not going to get convicted in the Senate with the Democrats in charge because they want the open border. They they're all for it. They've they've been for it for years. They think that it's going to give them you know multiple generations of de- Democrat voters. I think that's not true. I, I I think the vast majority of those coming across are actually um you know. Family values people that are going to end up voting family values if we if we, uh, you know, uh, can can teach them when they come across. The problem is that whatever percentage is the illegal el- is the uh, criminal element and and the cartel element is too much. And it's it's a huge percentage. So anyway, yeah, they fell. They've fallen down on the job. Daryl you're right. We should be going after them. Mayorkas first. Joe Biden second. Uh, they should be impeached, even though they won't be convicted in the Senate, so that it says to the American p- people, this is what these people are not doing. They have allowed for this invasion to occur. And then I'm not sure who else. I mean, who else would you say is is, uh, is not doing this job and should be and, and uh, that we should be going after?
3: Well, I think uh, we just got our chance getting some of them out of there uh, on our two-year cycle. Um, so...
2: Yeah, members People of Congress, Congress themselves need to be yeah. held
3: accountable. Accountable, yeah. They should be yeah. walking out the door with their constituents and saying hello, or maybe we should walk in the door when they get elected and say, "I am part of your uh, uh, taking you back out of office if you don't do
2: your job." Yeah, amen, brother. No, I i, I agree completely. Uh, I, th- I and I, I let's see, you're in Colorado. I, I I know on the border there's been a massive political shift. Uh, where Democrats and independents have have moved into the Republican column because of this issue to do exactly what you're saying. They're they're just sick of it. They they're living with the the pain and the heartache and the destruction in their communities. And they're done. And so they are all for firing those uh, elected officials that have not done their job. And, and, um, you know, of course, not enough uh, of the of of that firing occurred, in my opinion. Um, But, uh, you know, you're right. You're right, man. That's uh, it's our responsibility as the people. If we're not holding our elected officials accountable and if we allow them to trample the Constitution and and um, remake the nation into the socialist states of America, then uh, it's our fault. We've we've let it happen. Uh, of course, that I know. I know the next call might be, you know. Well, yeah, but if the election system's broken, how can we hold them accountable? I get it. That's a whole other topic, and it is broken. We have a lot of work to do there. But we should be overwhelming the election system with uh, good people turning out to vote. Uh, and and you got to, like Hugh Hewitt said years ago in a book, you got to win by so much that they can't even cheat to steal it. So this has always been an issue in the election system. But uh, anyway, I. 100% agree with the premise of your call, Daryl. Absolutely need to hold those accountable who are not doing their job, and that includes members of Congress. Let's head over to Texas. Daniel in Texas. Daniel, welcome to the program. What's your comment or question today?
3: Uh, this is Daniel uh, from,
1: yeah. um, from Tower. Listen, uh, I think what Biden's doing and Kamala Harris and Susan Bryce doing there is treason. And it's, 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 I don't know what else to think about it. You know, it, yeah. it, the board's not secure. You know, it's it's treason what he's doing. And these companies that hire these people, they'll be thrown in jail.
2: Yeah, you know the, the I got the I saw the best meme yesterday was um, it was a picture of Joe Biden and Joe Biden at the White House in front of a Christmas tree and it said treason greetings instead of seasons greeting. Get it? You know, treason greeting so listen, man, I, I I think the it is. I mean they they they've literally undermined the nation, failed to do their job not just failed to do it. And that's to your point, I think, Daniel, is that it's not just incompetence. They are on purpose doing this. They are purposely destroying the American culture. And, uh, you know, I, 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 I guess I'm frustrated in my answer because, uh, you know, I just I am not confident that there are enough opposition party folks in Washington, D.C. to hold them accountable. They're getting away with this stuff. Because of a weak Republican Party in Washington D.C., weak Republican leadership in in the Congress in Washington D.C., weak Republican leadership in the Republican Party. I mean, they, f- t- horrific results over the last uh, three election cycles. There, there should be an absolute cleaning of house in the Republican leadership at, at, at the National Republican Party. Uh, there's an effort right now to do that. Harmy Dillon is is running for for chairman of the Republican Party, and it's a knockdown dragout right now. You've got 168 people that will make that decision. This is this is uh, for those that don't play party politics or pay much attention to this. So, you, you know, your national Democrat Party and your national Republican Party are run by essentially three people from each state. You have a national committee man, national committee woman from each state, and you have a state party chairman. And uh, those three people and then a handful of others are on this this voting um uh committee of of the of the parties. And and the the amount of money that has been spent by the Republican Party and without good results and without victories because of so much of the money being wasted on ridiculous things. I don't, don't want to spend too much on the in the weeds on this thing. Uh it's a disaster. It's an absolute disaster. So there needs to be a, a reversal. There needs to be new blood takeover at the Republican Party. And, uh, and there's a battle going on for that. So I, I I say that to the audience just to say keep your eyes and ears out. <clears throat> this will take place, I believe, in January. And uh, it could be a, a huge sign for whether we're going to get more of the same, which is a Republican party in Washington, D.C. that's just part of the swamp and not solving the problems. Uh, or we could see a real change in the helm at the party level. And, and that's important. You I, I, I would like to see two healthy parties. I think that creates competition and that instead of instead of two parties that are like some people call them the uniparty in washington dc if you're part of the swamp then you're part of the swamp kind of a thing uh and and you know that that's not you know it's not good for us for for the nation i want to see a republican party that is espousing conservative constitutional christian values and fighting for those things and then let the democrats fight for their leftist policies and go duke it out you know and and right now you don't have that you have a leftist democrat party controlling The federal government right now and a weak, weak, weak Republican Party that is barely putting up a fight uh, and they're just running all over us. I mean, right now, Mitch McConnell, you know, caving on these budget issues and allowing an outgoing Democrat party in the House to dictate the budget for 2023 instead of the incoming Republican majority dictating the budget is a disaster. That is is a that, that just shows you. How weak and feckless the Republican Party in Washington, D.C. happens to be. Phone number 888 589 8840. Next caller is Karen in Texas. Karen, welcome to the program. Yes. What you're coming. Yeah, go ahead.
3: Well, I, I I love listening to you. I uh, had a quick question, and I sure. already think I know the answer to, but commenting on um, the illegals coming in, um, I don't hear anybody talking about it, but I would love to know how many. Um, you know, these coyotes, all the bad and evil, but the world economic leaders, you know, the George Sowerses, I mean, all over the world that are trying to take America down and think this is just another way they're trying to do it. I don't hear much said about that, but, yeah, um, you know, we're beholden to a lot of people. So I just had a comment. I didn't know if you had any comment on that. My question to you was going to be about Abbott. Um, you know, he's coming under more scrutiny, but he said he was was it Article 14. that am I getting the number right? It's uh, um,
2: it's actually it's Article Control. One, Section. Yeah, it's Article One, Section Ten. Go ahead.
3: Okay, I'm sorry. So you know, what I'm talking. About. I I learned it from you. I just don't have a good memory. Um, <laughs> he said he was going to invoke it. Is there any more news on that?
2: Uh, he has invoked it verbally. But but no policy changes have taken place, and you know I've accused Governor Abbott of being all hat no cattle for for you know uh, three years now since he's, ever since he became a COVID stand uh, tyrant uh, for nine months. But uh, but he he has done better because of the pressure In politics. That's how it works. So because of the pressure from um, you know uh, Alan West and Don Huffines and Carrie Lake and Ron DeSantis and all those things, he's done better. At least he invoked. Um, our our ability to repel the invasion. So article article uh, article one section 10 is where the states can actually repel an invasion, uh, and especially when there is is uh, it's you know time is of the essence essentially, and that's our situation right now. So verbally, he's done it um, and on paper. I mean, he's actually on paper invoked uh, but he hasn't changed the policy. And what I mean by change the policy is literally stand at the border and repel the invasion have the boats in the water repelling the invasion, picking up the people that are coming across and delivering them back across the border rather than delivering them to the Border Patrol, who is just then releasing them into the country at the order of Joe Biden. And so those are the policies that have to take place. I I will, as we're going to break, uh, and and great call, uh, Karen, I'm glad you brought this up. I, I mean, his words are, and he said this just recently, Texans are paying the price for your failures, speaking to. Uh, President Biden. Ranches are being ripped apart. Homes are vulnerable to intrusion. Our border communities are regularly disrupted by human traffickers and bailouts, meaning people are, are being chased by the police and they bail out. Deadly fentanyl is crossing the poorest border to such a degree that it's now the leading cause of death for citizens between the ages of 18 and 45. Your inaction has led to catastrophic consequences under your watch. America suffering the highest volume of illegal immigration in the history of our country. Those are the words of, of Greg Abbott to Joe Biden. And I agree 100% with those words. So he's invoked it. Now, Greg Abbott, do it. Actually repel the invasion. Put the troops on the border. Finish the wall. Put Deliver the illegal immigrants back across the border. Those are the things that need to be done. Stay with us, folks. You're listening to Rick Green, America's Constitution Coach, here on AFA at the Corps.
0: When you hear this...
1: Hello, this is Walker Wildman, and we want to ask you to consider American Family Radio and American Family Association for your year-end charitable giving. Jude chapter 1 says, To those who are called beloved in God the Father and kept for Jesus Christ, may mercy and peace and love be multiplied to you. So from all of us here at AFA and AFR, we want to
0: wish you a Merry Christmas and a joyous, Christ-filled New Year.
2: On a track to mitigate the credit card debt.
0: Trinity will consolidate your accounts into one easy-to-manage monthly payment, reduce your interest, and possibly improve your credit score. You'll save thousands.
2: Working with Trinity gave me the ability to save thousands of dollars. My name's Doug, and thanks to Trinity, I'm debt-free for keeps.
0: Call Trinity at 1-800-788-1813. That's 1-800-788-1813. In just a few days, we'll celebrate the birth of the baby Jesus. The prophet Isaiah said, For unto us a child is born, but he's so much more. Hello, I'm Sam Rohrer with the American Pastors Network and a timely Stand in the Gap Minute. As Isaiah said, Upon this baby's shoulder is laid the government that shall last forever, for this baby is also the mighty God, the everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace, the King of Kings. You see... While the world entertains a baby in a manger, it rejects that baby as king. He came first as a lamb, sacrificed in love for our sins, offering salvation free to all. For those rejecting Jesus as Savior, they'll stand before Him as judge in wrath against sin. Kneel before Jesus as Redeemer this Christmas, so you won't have to bow before Him as judge. Join with us at AmericanPastorsNetwork.net and partner with us not only in prayer, but with your finances as well. AFA at the core podcast are available at
1: AFR.net. Back to AFA at the core on American family radio.
2: Welcome back to AFA at the core. Rick Green, America's constitution coach with you this afternoon. We've got one more segment to take your calls. We're talking about the uh, border disaster. Uh, One uh, small piece of news uh, just to throw out there. You know, sometimes we think the rich and powerful and corrupt uh, never get prosecuted or never, you know, there's never justice these days. It seems like everybody's getting away with everything. Not always the case. So it looks like uh, Harvey Weinstein has been convicted of rape uh, in a Los Angeles trial. He's already serving a 23-year sentence for rape in New York, uh, has now been convicted in California as well. So, you know, hey, good news. Listen, the the good news is that, that once in a while the justice system <laughs> actually, you know, we used to be so confident in our justice system in America, but it's the 2 tier justice system. Of the last couple of years, that's had me become a little bit cynical, and uh, you know, not uh, not praise our blind justice system like I used to, because it's just not as as good as it used to be. It's been infiltrated by the woke left. Uh, but here we have uh, someone that became very unpopular very fast because enough women were willing to to, to publicly come out against him. And uh, so there's another another conviction. So when when you when you start thinking they're always going to get away with it, there's never gonna. There's just another example that. Uh, now the system can work okay let's go back to the phone calls back to the border 8885898840 talking about title 42 being um uh, temporarily, the lifting of Title 42 temporarily halted by the Supreme Court. So they will hear from those. Uh, and I keep saying 19 states; it may be 17 states that that filed with the Supreme Court to prevent the lifting of of uh, uh, Title 42. So this is a good intervention, and uh, hopefully we can buy some time. That doesn't mean that the border shut off, folks. That means instead of having you know uh, a million a month come through, we've got two hundred, three hundred thousand a month still coming across the border. So it's still a disaster. It's just a little bit of a mitigation to the disaster. Back to the phones. We've got Jay in Louisiana. Jay, go ahead. You're up. Hey,
0: Jay, can you hear me?
1: Yeah, this is Jay.
2: Yeah, go ahead, brother.
1: My question is this. Uh, Why do I keep hearing that the uh, Democrats are going to hold uh, you know, power in the Senate after January third, when they're only going to have, uh, you know, ninety eight or forty eight rather, when there's going to be forty nine Republicans and three, uh, you know, uh, independents.
2: Well, it'll be it'll be it'll depend entirely upon who those independents decide to caucus with, and so if they if they decide to vote with the Democrats, which is what everybody expects, because they're they're all three Democrats, just. um Um, You know, they realize that the that it's a sinking ship for the Democrats. And uh, so they're they're jumping ship, but they're still going to caucus with them. And that means that, unfortunately, Chuck Schumer, who I man, I have a hard time even listening to that guy or watching him on a video, uh, just evil, he's evil. Um, He'll continue to be the Senate majority leader. And so they'll still have the have the power. So Hmm. even as even as an independent, they they have to make a choice on who they caucus with and and uh, and who they vote for for Senate Majority Leader.
1: Oh, okay, okay. Well, in other words, it plays nice back home when they're
2: (laughs) yeah. It plays nice back home for Kristen Sinema. She knows that uh, she needed to do this to have any chance of reelection in a couple of years, and so that's that's why she's doing it, for instance, and it'll it'll help her. Um, politically back home, but the outcome for us is going to be, as a nation, will be pretty much the same because it'll it'll still put the Democrats in charge. Now she is likely to probably you know there were several times that she and and Joe Manchin saved us from even worse bills from the Democrats, and so now as independents, it'll make it easier for them uh, to do that more often. So it's it is good that they're you know declaring themselves independents, but it's not it's not going to change who the majority leader is unless. Unless during this, you know, next couple of weeks they change their mind and they caucus with Republicans, they could they could name their ticket. They if if they would be willing to say we're going to go caucus with the Republicans, they could negotiate anything they wanted uh, from the Republicans, and that's probably what they're doing with the Democrats too. So they're they're sitting in the in the catbird seat on uh, with. You know, with regard to that, but they're also liberals, so they they're not going to ask for the things that we would want them to ask for from the from the Republicans. Okay, let's uh, stay in Louisiana, and we'll go over to Carl in Louisiana. Carl, go ahead. Hey, thanks for taking the call. You um, bet.
1: It's a question question asked someone in ignorance, but I've I've heard a lot of talk about uh, impeaching Mayorkas. Um, from what I understand, he. he that's not an elected position. So what would prevent from just another liberal being appointed that's just going to carry on the same policies?
2: Yeah, uh, well, likely will be another liberal appointed and carry on the same policy, um, you know, if if he was impeached and, and uh, you know, convicted and removed um, because it is an appointment of the president. So, you know, it, it at least honestly, I think it's still worth the effort. Um, you know, even though I don't think he'll be convicted by the Senate, so it's in some ways it's it's a it's it's for show, but it brings attention to the failure and it brings attention to the position of the Democrats that they actually purposely did this. And so, you know, I used to not be for those kind of things, right? I mean, in in, in terms of like almost a. You know, it's 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 all for show. I used to think, what a waste of time, don't do it. But now I think it's absolutely necessary. It's the it's the only power they have is to have these hearings and bring attention to it, and hopefully uh, get through the the noise. You know, we have such a complicit media right now. Uh, Bobby and I were talking about this off air during the break. If it wasn't for the complicit media, then then the absolute failure of this administration would be known by more people and the pressure would be on them to fix the situation. But because the complicit media hides this, they don't cover the border at all or they they lie about what's actually happening at at the border. It gives the Democrats in Washington, D.C. cover. So an impeachment hearing just brings attention. It breaks through the noise for a little bit um the, the media media's forced to cover it a little bit and and you know there's a chance of getting more of the american people to see just how bad these decisions have been not just how bad the border is but how how bad the decisions were that caused that that's what an impeachment um you know process would do for us and at least it goes on record as them being impeached it shows the republicans actually standing for something and fighting for these things um so it's a different ball game today than it was you know 30 years ago when i got involved and that's why my position has changed. On it's worth it. Do the trial. You know, go ahead and and actually impeach. Uh, let's see, Mike in Kansas. Mike, go ahead, man. Thanks for calling in. What's your comment or question today? Hey, Mike, can you hear me?
1: Oh yes, I can. Thank you. I didn't hear you call my name. Sorry about that. No problem, that's man. A go quick ahead. Comment. I'll let you. Yeah. Um, you know, something out here in Kansas. We have a lot of people, and I'm sure everyone listening has met illegals somewhere or time. And so my comment is, really, these folks, uh, once they get here into the interior and these companies that are hiring them, knowing that they're illegal, you know, they pay into the Medicare and the Social Security. They even pay into the health insurance, because I've known plenty of people in my life that were here illegally that never even had an insurance card, even though they were paying into it. And we can think of the big producers, Tyson, I B, Packers, any of those people that hire these people knowingly. And then they're counting on these folks always living in the shadow. They'll never make a claim for Medicare Social Security because it's very difficult to get citizenship unless, I mean, for a, just a regular working person, unless you've got something to offer. You wait in line a lot of years. And so these yeah. folks never make a claim, and that's quite a bit of that's boatloads of money into the coffers. And it doesn't matter if you're a Republican president or a Democrat. Anyway, your thoughts. Thank you for all you do. Merry Christmas.
2: Hey, Merry Christmas to you. Thank you for calling in, Mike. Uh, very good point. I mean, I think everything you said is true. That that's exactly what happens, uh, you know, behind the scenes, and uh, it's it's why it's such a no-win situation, and and uh, and why it's so bad for everyone, including. The person that's coming here because they want to work, and um, you know, I, I here again, I've 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 moved a little bit on my position with regard to what do you do with someone once they're here, and you know, how much do you hold employers accountable, and um, you know, wh- what do churches need to be doing to 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 meet the the needs of of those who are coming and and to serve them and to and to witness to them and to teach them uh, the values of the Bible and to disciple them. Uh, you know, I I used to be pretty, you know, uh, just hardcore on on, uh, you know, don't don't do any of that so that it's harder and um, less people will come here, and that there's an argument to be made for that. Um, I I, I am beginning to think that, um, listen, we need to be discipling those who come here, teaching them biblical values, teaching them American values. Uh, they are at this point a big part of the next generation. And they are at this point going to be here. I, I don't think there's any way that an administration is going to round up those who are here illegally and and ship them across the border. That's the that's the proper constitutional thing to do. That's the, that's what you would do if you were you know a serious nation. You would you would not just say okay, well you're here, so we're not going to do anything about it. But I, I you know the situation is that that's what we're living with in terms of our political reality. So then we have to say okay, what do we do? to help disciple and make sure that those people have good values and that they're contributing to the culture and society and not a drain on the society. So I think there is a role for nonprofits and, and churches uh, to play uh, in, in in that regard, and at the same time uh, for employers. I mean, there's a, there's, a, there's a work ethic issue with Americans. There's a work ethic issue with filling uh, that, that void. Again, back to what I said earlier, that's why it should be a thousand times easier to get here Legally. And that way we know who they are and they are paying those taxes and they can file a complaint if someone's mistreating them. Uh, so it's better for everybody if you fix the immigration system. Thousand times harder to get in illegally. So the criminals can't get in. The cartels aren't controlling it, but a thousand times easier to get in legally. It's a you know, there's a lot to the solution. I I don't like to say it's complicated because I think you can absolutely solve these things. And there are principles of liberty and policies that are good for a nation that would solve these things. If we had serious people in office that cared more about the country than they cared about getting re- just their own reelection or uh, or their own pocket being padded. Uh, but, you know, everything that you said is, is true in terms of what's happening out there. OK, let's go over to Georgia. Tommy in Georgia. Next caller, Tommy, what's your comment or question or insult today? Nobody's given me yeah, any insults. Us. You know, I I invite the insults. It's been a long time since we had a good liberal call in and argue with me. No, Tommy, you don't have to act like a liberal. Go ahead, man. What, whatever your comment or question is.
1: No, uh, what I was going to say, you bl- you're blaming the Republican Party for being weak and all, but the problem I see, the dilemma I see, and I'm not taking up Republican Party because I agree with you, but the dilemma I see with the Republican Party or anybody that stands up to stand to the moral, the American value you speak about is that we don't have enough American citizens, that will vote for that kind of thing. You saw it in Georgia where, yeah. you know, the majority of Georgians voted for Warnock, either pro-abortionist. So if you got somebody standing up against for morals, for American values, you don't have enough American people that will back them. So that's what I said. Republicans have a dilemma on their hands. What are they going to do to get votes? Either they going to give in or either they're going to stand strong and not get voted in.
2: Yeah, no, man. Hey, listen, the old thing about you always have the leaders you deserve, uh, you know, you're right. I mean, we the people have to get educated on this, and we the people have to demand these things of the people that uh, that, that 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 get elected, and we have to show up. I mean, uh, you know, everybody loves to sit on the porch and complain about what's going on or scream at the TV, uh, but there needs to be more citizens standing up and, and participating and voting and making the phone calls and making the donations and starting to give of their lives, fortune, sacred honor. I mean, the culture's falling apart because you're Right. You're right, American citizens are not standing up for themselves and for the for their rights and, and standing up for the constitution. So yeah, I I think it's a great point and, and that's you know, that's why we do what we do in terms of educating people on the radio program, in terms of having the Constitution classes that we encourage people to take and, and teach in their homes, because what happens when people host these classes is you do get end up end up with citizens that are willing to stand up. Because in the classes they learn the truth and they realize that there are solutions to solve these problems and they realize that it is their job to do so. So if I may give a shame let's plug for a moment patriotacademy.com if you want to see more citizens in your community stand up for truth you become the catalyst for a restoration of biblical values and constitutional principles when you sign up as a constitution coach and it's all free so go to patriotacademy.com today and do that let's head to texas paul in texas is our next caller paul go ahead man
3: yes uh would you agree with my prediction that the first and only virtually only priority of chuck schumer is to pack the Supreme Court so he can have everything he ever wanted in the long term
2: I you know I haven't heard uh, whether or not that's his number one priority, but I know he'd love to do it and and there's you know uh, th- there's no doubt they would love to repeat the the, the at least the threats of the 1930s they, they've done that uh, but unlike the court in the 1930s which completely caved and reversed and started doing all allowing for all kinds of unconstitutional activities. Uh, I think this quarter, at least five of the six supposed conservatives on any given day will will say no to most of the things that that Chuck Schumer's going to push through. Uh, not enough of them. I, I've I've complained. Y'all will hear me complain more about them not stopping some of the COVID crackdowns and that sort of thing. But but Tommy, uh, I, I mean Paul, you're you're absolutely right. They uh, Schumer would love to pack the court because right now that's the only branch of the three branches right now. Um, that is, has any chance of 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 saying no and standing up for the constitution so i don't think you know I, we'll see what happens after um um after january i don't think there's any way that they could do it now that we have the house because it, it would have to be a, a congressional act so they would have to do it in the next two weeks and i've heard no rumblings that they're going to try to try to force that through before the new republican house takes over uh but Man, <laughs> they—I wouldn't put it past them to do it in the middle of the night on New Year's Eve. Uh, that's that's the way these people are. All right, let's. Uh, we got no. We're down to sixty seconds. Mary Lou, I'm sorry. I was going to go to you for the last call, but we are out of time for today. Thank you to all the callers that participated in the program today. Thank you for listening today. Stay uh, stay plugged in every afternoon. Listen to AFA at the core. Walker and I are are very passionate about educating the American people on these core issues and then giving you action steps on things you can actually do to save the nation. And, of course, the one I mentioned a while ago, I'll just reiterate as we close out today, patriotacademy.com, go become a Constitution coach, get signed up before the end of the year so you can get familiar with the materials, get your class scheduled in January, and get friends and family over to your house or your church to study these founding principles. I'm Rick Green, America's Constitution coach. Thanks so much for listening to AFA at the Core.